Okay, it's going to be a short podcast week for me. So what does that mean for you? It means that I will be doing relatively quick podcasts next week. I may not even be doing podcasts uh, because I've got a bit of a relocation going on, and I just probably will not have the time. But luckily enough for you, I will still be doing the podcasts over on the America Out Loud Network. Uh, my show is on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's uh, called Unleashed. And then Tuesday through Friday, you have another four different show hosts. So you get a very, very good smattering of different points of views, guests, excellent commentary, and so on. Greg Bolden is also on the America Out Loud Network, so you know him by now. And uh, there are plenty of other hosts that you should go over there and visit and listen to. So, like I said, short week this week may not even be a week next week. Now, I'm going to take it upon myself to pat myself on the back because we find out two very important things. One, about COVID vaccines. Another, about what's going on with illegal immigration and what the outcome of that could be. But first and foremost, we're going to go to Hillary Clinton, who once again is engaging in inversionism, where whatever she says she's guilty of, or the Democrats are guilty of, she just made the rounds on social media with a picture with the head of the World Health Organization, Dr. Teddy Gesundheit at Hominin, or uh, what was it? Uh, Tedros. I don't The guy's an idiot. That's all we have to know. And he's nothing more than a stooge for Big Pharma and Gavi and Bill Gates, and they don't care about your health and so on and so forth. We've gone down this road many times. So she is now, oh my God, up in arms because Donald Trump is going to be a dictator. That's right. She's saying the same kind of nonsense that she has always said. And she even goes on by saying that the United States would be withdrawn from NATO if Trump is elected again, and he must be taken literally and seriously. There is no room for any kind of word mincing with anything that Donald Trump says, and this is part of the problem. You have a lot of dumb liberals and manipulative news organizations that do not ever consider the meaning of what Trump is saying. They only consider what he says literally. And Trump is the type of person that speaks tongue-in-cheek a lot of times. He doesn't speak literally. He speaks like the common man for most part. But that is not going to be uh, what they do for us. Well, here's the real crux of what Hillary Clinton is trying to manipulate. Trump was talking in South Carolina. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. Well, if we don't pay, they said, are you still going to protect us? And Trump responded, absolutely not. And they couldn't believe the answer. Well, let's be honest here. NATO is really being run by the United States, right? I don't think anybody doubts that. The EU is literally a political validation unit that just enforces NATO's wills on the American, well, maybe on the American public, but mostly on the EU public, right? And Brexit and all that. The EU gives legitimacy to whatever the NATO policy is. That is how all of that works. And NATO policy is whatever the United States wants it to be. But I still suspect that England is lurking about in the background. 
And when you have somebody like Trump that says, guess what? Everybody is going to pay their fair share, to coin a Democrat phrase. Oh, how dare he? Does he know who we are? We're the EU. You can't do that. That's impossible. So Hillary Clinton responded, we have a long struggle ahead of us. And the obvious point to make about Donald Trump is take him literally and seriously. He means what he says. People do not take him literally and seriously in 2016. Now he is telling us what he intends to do. And people who try to wish it away, brush it away, and living in an alternative reality will have to come to grips with this. He will do everything he can to become an absolute authoritarian leader if given the opportunity to do so. And he will pull us out of NATO, even though Congress passed a resolution saying that he couldn't without congressional support. So this is another thing that we're going to see all throughout 2024, and that is we can't get enough war. All the Democrats, all the Republicans, they want more war in Eastern Europe. They want it more in Israel and Lebanon and Palestine, and they're really itching for something over in Taiwan against China. That is how all of this works. It's an election for the elites, and these elites they want more destruction because they get to cash out on both ends. Not only do they get to sell the munitions and the firearms and uh, the contractors, all that, but once the destruction is over, somebody has to rebuild everything. And the same people that sold the munitions and firearms and all that are going to be the ones that do the reconstruction. And they get to make money on both ends. These people want that. They don't care about lives. And what is wrong with Donald Trump saying, how come nobody is abiding by the treaty? How come nobody is paying their fair share in NATO? It's not unreasonable to ask that kind of thing. And it should be extremely poignant. It should be a talking point in this election cycle. But I promise you it won't be with Nikki Haley and her hideous husband won't be with Hillary Clinton. Thankfully, uh, the head of Hungary came out and supported Donald Trump. He said, we need to make America great again, again. So it's time for that. Another little feather in my cap moving right along because old Chris Michaels is fairly exhausted. COVID vaccine shedding is real. Well, thank goodness for that, because I said that since day one, especially when you read the package inserts, and what the trials are all about when they first released these gene therapy prophylactics. The topic of COVID vaccine shedding has long been controversial, but now it's finally been validated. Marina Zhang from the Epic Times. Dr. Pierre Corey at the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. Jeez, what a long name. The FLCCC. Shedding is unfortunately real. The FDA knows that. And of course, you had all of these supposed fact checkers circling the wagons, saying, oh, there's no evidence of this. Okay, so back in 2015, there was a little document. It was called Design and Analysis of Shedding Studies for Virus or Bacteria-Based Gene Therapy and Oncolotic Products. Okay, that is a mouthful, but here's the important part. One, this is 2015. Remember, Dr. Fauci changed the definition of what a vaccine is so that it is no longer considered gene therapy completely, and these mRNA shots could now be considered 
vaccines in the traditional sense in legal terms, right? So when we hear the term vaccine, we're thinking in the past, and it doesn't include mRNA injections. So right there, the FDA is admitting that the mRNA shots are gene therapy products. Once again, I'm right. The FDA defines shedding as the release of viral or bacterial gene therapy products from the patient through one or all of the following ways. Oh, pinching off a loaf, excretia, secretia, which is urine, saliva, nasal pharyngeal fluids, so sneezing on somebody, and through the skin, postules, sores, wounds. I would even go one step further because it's not mentioned in there. I would even say reproductive fluids from both sides, but specifically from men, because all the studies indicated that the nanolipids gravitated towards the gonads. So in the same document, the FDA also explains that gene therapy products are all products that mediate their effects by transcription and or translation of transferred genetic material. Hence the semen argument that I've made countless times. So right here, right now, we are now validating what I've said. The Epic Times, Dr. Corey, the FDA itself from back in 2015. Shedding is real. Shedding is occurring at all times almost, especially if you work in offices or in closed spaces where there are a lot of other people that have been injected with this stuff. Remember all the breast milk uh, accounts we've heard of? Vaccinated mothers, kids are born. All of a sudden, the kids have a whole bunch of problems. Why? Because they're being breastfed. So that nanolipid particle, the spike protein, whatever is in these injections, are being transferred through the breast milk. That's an extremely damaging thing. Because if you're manipulating the mRNA, you're also altering the DNA. So we're looking at an altered human. The DNA is not what it used to be. And mothers that are injected with this stuff are now creating some kind of chimeric human through the breast milk. That's how damaging all of this is. And we also find out today that, um, I, I wish I had it in front of me, but since this is pretty much improv at this point for this week, um, they are not conducting any long-term studies about adverse events in the injected. That's damaging. That means that if the adverse event doesn't occur within X amount of weeks, then it doesn't exist. And any illness that you get later on down the road could never be from a gene therapy prophylactic. Not on this God's green earth could that be. It's too far down the line. You got injected months, years ago. So how could that affect you? So there are also things in Pfizer's document, which I've read before, but I'll do it again about environmental exposures. This is the example that they give. A male participant who is receiving or has discontinued vaccine intervention exposes a female partner prior to or around the time of conception. A female family member or healthcare provider reports that she is pregnant after having been exposed to the vaccine intervention through inhalation or skin contact. That's right. So even if you start necking on somebody and you start making out with people and you're bumping and grinding and do, doing all sorts of things that animals do, 
the person that is injected is shedding on the uninjected and sharing the same kind of material, the same kind of genetic material, the altered DNA, the altered mRNA. An example of an environmental exposure also includes breastfeeding. So a female family member or healthcare provider who reports that she is breastfeeding after having been exposed to the study intervention, in other words, the gene therapy injection, by inhalation or skin contact. This is all in the Pfizer documents. This is exactly what I've been talking about. And thankfully, Dr. Corey is starting to give validity to what I said the patient told Dr. Corey, this is another an example of this, that he just couldn't go into grocery stores anymore. Within five minutes of entering a Trader Joe's, he starts to feel terrible, enough so, so that he has to leave. He experienced the same aversion upon going into a crowded farmer's market. So the implication here is that everywhere he goes, there's a population of individuals that have been injected and they're shedding all over the place. And these individuals are hypersensitive to this and they can't be around it. One case involves a 54-year-old man who previously suffered from symptoms of COVID-19 vaccination, meeting up with a friend who received a booster. They sat close to each other, talking, laughing. Within hours of spending their time together, the man had headaches, myalgia, and joint pain, increased fatigue. When the patient went to a busy airport, he felt even worse, returned home, had sexual contact, exchanging bodily fluids. Within minutes, the spouse developed severe 9 out of 10 abdominal pain. The two believe the pain was from shedding. So both took, took ivermectin, known to bind to, and block spike proteins. Within about a half an hour, the abdominal pain receded. There you go. These are prime examples of people who are validating everything I suspected and brought up and was ridiculed for on terrestrial radio. These people are just spike protein factories, and they keep pushing the boosters because they want the illness to continue, either in the person that was injected or knowingly through those individuals who have not been injected. So this kind of quote-unquote vaccine is so incredibly maniacal that everybody in the same vicinity of the injected are now getting the same kind of DNA alterations, I'll say it, and also experiencing COVID-19 adverse events just from necking on somebody, just from pitching woo. You don't even have to even touch them. Just be in the same area and start breathing on people and fogging up their glasses. That's enough with this stuff. So we have to watch this story. Finally, what's going on with the migrant issue? This is from Wall Street Apes over on X. I've said this plenty of times. What are they going to do? They're going to depopulate the global south. They're going to bring them to the global north, which is basically uh, the United States, Canada, the EU, United Kingdom, uh, potentially Australia, New Zealand, all that. And then what do you do with all these people? Well, there's only going to be a few things that can happen, and that is conscription. That is, if you go into the military, then if you survive whatever meat grinder these people are going to throw you into, either in Eastern Europe or in Asia with China and Taiwan, you somehow get a citizenship 
pass. That's right. You will become a U.S. citizen. February 2024, they just made it official. New bill introduced the Courage to Serve Act, and this allows migrants to serve in the U.S. military and ultimately get citizenship. Now, bear in mind with all of this that the people that are streaming across the border, military-age men, they do not have any allegiance to the United States, but they do have allegiance to Joseph Biden. You can see all of the social media videos of people that visit the border or visit in Panama. All of these people say the same damn thing. They care about Biden because Biden is allowing them to come in and he's also footing the bill for all their health care, their needs and so on. A new proposal in Washington that would help migrants get an expedited path to citizenship. It would require them to first serve in the military. Ah, that's so, huh? The bill comes days after a bipartisan border security package negotiated by the Senate fell apart. Stat <clears throat> amid Republican opposition. And Staten Island Congresswoman Nicole Malaka argued that the Senate bill did not go far enough when it comes to securing the border. So this is the main problem here. You're going to have all of these people suddenly sign up, and it's not going to be a stretch. It, it's This vote is really going to come down to about 10 people. And mark my words, if there's a war that they want to start, they're going to get uh, the, the warmongers are going to get all the support that they need all throughout Congress because they never vote down starting more wars. And this is going to be the way they, they, they're going to do it. So here's the big problem here, and this is where I'm going to leave it. If you have all of these people that suddenly join the military with the promises that they're going to gain U.S. citizenship, citizenship, then you have a very, very brittle fighting force. Number one, you don't have everybody speaking English. So you're going to basically have very, very, not organic units, but you're going to have very segregated units, right? You're not going to put a whole bunch of Chinese immigrants with a whole bunch of Syrian immigrants. It's not going to function. You're not going to put a whole bunch of... Uh, what do we got? You know, you know, uh, um, Colombian immigrants with a whole bunch of what? Name some other country: Senegalese, Somalian immigrants. It's not going to work. They're not going to be able to function. What you are going to have is essentially you're going to have a bunch of Hessian-style units, if you know your Revolutionary War references. And then these people, these people in Washington, are going to send them all over the world and try to do battle with people. But there's another alternative to this, and that is these people, as they've said across social media, have a loyalty to Joseph Biden. And if Joseph Biden says there is some kind of threat in the United States, then they are going to say, well, Joseph Biden is loyal to us. He's been footing the bill for our needs all this time, so we have to be loyal to him. They're not loyal to Americans. They're loyal to Joseph Biden. You want to talk about a dictatorship, this is it. And so if Joseph Biden says that there are enemies within the United States and the United States is the battle zone itself, mark my words, these people will start to do whatever Joseph Biden tells them to do. They don't have a loyalty to the United States. They've got a loyalty to this administration. And if you think 2024 and this election is going to run smoothly— 
It ain't. And this is one of those variables that we have to be looking out for. Okay, that's it for me. Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Short week, same length of the podcast. Oh, well, until tomorrow.